The intermittent fasting gives me this crazy amount of energy in the afternoon. I'm like, Isn't that been stupid? Like, it is stupid. Crazy. It doesn't make any sense I to know. me. Well, it's because you're burning fuels that are actually better for your body to fuel rather than glucose. Well, I was, um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and videos and stuff that talks about biohacking and things that you can do to kind of reverse aging. Mm. And is an ice bath one of them? It is. Of course Uh-oh. it is. Ice, sorry, Alyssa. Ice and uh, I'm not listening. Heat, I'm sorry. <laughs> heat exposure it, it creates hormesis, and and that's kind of what I guess stress, good stress that Go, you're, like really cold to really hot to really cold. Yeah, creates and hormesis. Hormesis, and then also like fasting and stuff like we we're a bit, well, we've been talking about, and it's crazy. Like your metabolic age, you can reverse. Come on. Yeah. We're going to be babies when we're done with this, I know. Brian. Like <laughs> the reverse of what was that movie with Brad Pitt, Benjamin Button? Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. I was listening to a show the other day and it talks, they were talking about um, stem cells, right? Yeah, stem cells. When you're in your 15 to 20, your stem cell replication is once every dang it i think it was once every two hours oh no 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 it was once every 24 hours and so you recreate a billion stem cells a month and and those i think i'm saying that right those go into servicing you know healing your body mm-hmm. when you're in your 20s it's every two days instead of every day that it doubles and, but that reduces it to like 64,000 a month. And then it's uh, one every four days in your thirties. And that's like 1600. It's crazy. <laughs> so when it comes to healing, I think, I think it's this, am I right? That it, that's what he was talking about. So stem cells is what would heal you. Like if you cut yourself, if you break a bone, stem cells are on the job to, to heal you. Yeah, regenerate. Regenerate. Thank you. And so they're they're talking about, I mean, he showed up, he's a little crazy, and he's doing work in Costa Rica because it's not, you know, FDA <laughs> widely, approved here. Widely accepted. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see why, you know, big pharma or whatever you'd call it, I mean, this stuff can be done for relatively cheap, and it's pretty permanent yeah. as far as getting stuff done. I have a friend that, Swears that they healed a meniscus using stem cells. They had a torn meniscus and healed it with stem cells. Stem cell injections, and in like two weeks. Well, I have have a really cool, like a a parallel. So what's keeping me on track with the um, intermittent fasting is the idea that once you reach autophagy, which is after 14 hours of fasting, your body starts burning dead cells. So whatever has been in your body, it's been dead. It starts burning that for fuel. And then it triggers your body to go, oh, I better make some new cells. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can start repairing your organs, repairing your brain, and reversing your aging process. Well, when God talks, when Jesus talks in the Bible about fasting, I just think about, oh, in the morning I ask God to cleanse out all the bad to make room for the Holy Spirit. And so I think of that way, like he can use that visual, cleanse out the bad to to trigger my body to uh, engage the Holy Spirit and rely on him more. So what you're saying is we're all a little cannibal. A little bit. But you know it's crazy. I was I'm you know, they, they say that, you know, anytime you go over twenty four hours, anything over twenty four hours is considered a longer fast. And they talked about regenerating stem cells through that as well. Mm-hmm. So really he said that you don't want to do a long fast, you you probably just want to do it every at least every quarter. Mm. But it's just kind of a reset completely of 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 your uh your makeup and so i'm a i'm a believer man because i've been doing it for two weeks and i can i don't feel lethargic anymore yeah. like especially like that like three o'clock in the afternoon point where i'm like need to come home take a nap today i had a little gap of time that i was like oh, I'll, I'll run home and lay my head down and i got here i was like i'm not why and i just got yeah. up and left again i was just like wired it's wow. crazy it's good. I, I didn't do my 42. I, d- I went 24 and I ate dinner last night, but I That's could have good. gone. 
I mean, I, I wasn't hungry. You were going to try to go 42 hours? Yeah. I wasn't hungry. I just wanted to eat because everybody else was. <laughs> That's my biggest problem sometimes. Yeah. I fasted, I think, like 26 hours, maybe about six months ago. And I will say that was probably the best I've felt in a long time. It That's was crazy. crazy how how clear it's almost yeah i guess i'm eating junk <laughs> i got all the junk sense. out so i was making eating clear so i'm thinking gonna, clear i'm gonna try to do a 24 hour fast once a week and then maybe once a quarter do try to do like a 48 to 72 hour fast just to cut. oh that's what they were saying was extended yeah it was more than a day or more than two days yeah so doing a day anything over 36 hours i think they were considered i said 24 earlier but i think okay. it's 36 okay I'm Damn. just sitting here waiting for my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Alyssa's been fasting for um, twenty-one I think longer than, minutes. <laughs> I think longer than I have. Autophagy. <laughs> yeah, she's into autophagy. She has one of those uh, Y'all. bionic uh, bodies that uh, <laughs> goes into autophagy within minutes. It's all about doing your own thing, That's watching right. your own walk. That's and right. What I've learned is the more I try and push it on him, the more he pushes the other direction. And I would hate him. And we already covered all this. So this is the uh, the podcast where we talk about your health and all of the medical knowledge that we what? do. What? That we don't know, but I'm we hear and then we myself. think we're doctors. <laughs> I have my PhD in Grey's Anatomy. That's right. <laughs> she, has her, she has her PhD in my health. I can tell you that. <laughs> you still don't listen to me. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, I think our health talk will go if it's as much as we're educated on it. Probably about three or four minutes. And then yeah. we'll move on. Well, you yours and I, I yeah. ours conversation. <laughs> That's right. Your yours and my conversation would last. Theirs would go on for days. That's right. They I listen just, and I, read all the things. Yeah, I love it. Like I just it interests me. Yeah. So I think <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> I'm sitting here at a mic and I'm bored. <laughs> just kidding no we decided Not this really. week we're gonna it's been a few weeks so three weeks ago we recorded two episodes in one night and then we skipped a week so we were we've had some time off it's kind of weird to be back at it but sitting doing a fireside chat oh my pizza's here <laughs> see y'all later oh. Oh, Alyssa lost her mic they're good grief welcome to the marriage unfiltered podcast my name is Lisa Carter I'm Jeff Carter. Hi, I'm Alyssa Field. And I'm Brian Field. And we're just four broken people. Trying to help broken people. Exposing what marriage really is. By removing all the filters. Yes! <laughs> I'll go work out together. Alyssa and I are going to eat pizza. <laughs> That's right. I think we're sending the wrong message. Yeah, probably shouldn't share that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we thought we'd invite you guys, uh, invite you guys into our fireside chat this week, and we're going to keep it. We don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, we're just going to keep it super casual and just have a good visit, and we'll see how it all turns out. Is it true that we're taking the summer off? Yeah. So I think um, if we post anything throughout we'll the summer, we'll replay some greatest hits. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, we may have something come up that we think would be great to post, or we may have some stories that we share, but don't count on us publishing every single week over the summer so that we can just take a break, regroup, and really um, come in really strong for the fall and really take this thing to the next level. (laughs) (laughs) No no pressure there. Thanks for that. Yeah. I don't know if there is a level one. I was about to say, can we step down, like down a level? I'm a little nervous. What's the line from Kung Fu Panda? There is now a level zero. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. it. Y'all have a good summer. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, yeah, you're saying that tonight and I was like, oh, we're taking the summer off. I don't know anything. I just show up. We need to get like a, you need to go back through all the podcasts and this will probably get edited, but in heaven, this will probably get edited, but episode of bloopers <laughs> or a bloopers oh episode. Oh my gosh. That would be, long, really be a lot of editing or a lot yeah. of, yeah, that's hence the summer off. Somebody's, right. somebody's been given some editing. Oh, work. do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> is there editing involved it's in this editing things? fairy? It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is like the last day of school because 
uh, you know, marriage night was the last oh, yeah. day and then just pop in a movie. Yeah. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, this is the last podcast for the summer. It's like, man, I need to go throw some water balloons at people or something. <laughs> Did y'all used to do that on the last day of school? Have water balloon fights? I was homeschooled. Uh, yeah. That'd be we boring would, with your mom. We would burn Midland high varsity signs. <laughs> No, but that'll we did, get edited. Yeah. We did. We had well, you guys, your kids go to the same school. Our kids went to, and so they had that was part of field day. Was at least when ours were there, water balloons and yeah, you got to do something fun at the end to celebrate. Even though this is fun, I think this is fun. There's crickets. <laughs> the recording is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so fun. The recording. <laughs> Somebody's got a birthday coming up this weekend. Oh yeah. Why are you looking at me? My name is Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to be 45. 45. <laughs> it does. I want a Colt 45 hat. A Colt the Houston 45. Astros used to be called the Colt 45s. You can drink Colt 45 too. Yeah. Get some malt liquor. Malt liquor? I'm Wait. pretty sure nobody's going to want to listen to this podcast. I know it's lame. We need to start over. Well, that's not the right attitude to have. <laughs> Can we can we, we turn redo? that frown upside down, Mister? We're just going to talk about <laughs> random stuff the whole time. It was fireside chat. Yeah. Okay, so let's open this up and let's talk about what's going on. Did y'all do anything fun this? Well, I guess I know where you were this weekend. Yeah, we had Love and War this weekend. Yeah. Um, what else is going on in your world? Sam and Bradley are moving back to Midland. That's done. Yes. So excited. So good. We were just so ready to get all of our kids away from us and they just keep coming. I think that that's a reflection of your parenting because they don't want to get as far away from you as possible. They actually like you and want to hang out. Yeah. That's a test. Either that or here's the grandbaby. See you later. Yeah. I will say the last. Yeah, absolutely. And the last five years of our relationship of us five with three daughters has been the absolute best because we have two adults who either think they have the world figured out in certain areas or ask questions about certain areas. And I mean, there have been fireside chats that have gone till one in the morning, just sitting there talking. I mean, we would talk for five hours and just talk. Just a great we and you, I didn't conceptualize that when when they when they left. You know, movies you have these little, you know, father daughter moments conversations, but it's uh, more in depth than that. And I just didn't I didn't conceptualize it. So it's really really cool. Really enjoy that. Man, I you know I look at y'all's relationship with y'all's kids and it's it's awesome it's it's exactly what i want to have with our kids when they get older so well done thanks that's what i say and we need to take notes because (laughs) i want our kids to enjoy being around us and and uh want, want you know want them to want to spend time with us yeah actually uh that reminds me somebody said this evening that they would like some parenting tips because we've thrown some things out over the last however many episodes, but they would like some more concrete. I mean, just to open the floor for you guys, like what do you think you did to, or we could ask Sam, but what what do you think you guys did well? And not tooting your own horn, but just practically. I will say the biggest thing we did was we accepted when we made mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes, so we had to learn from it. But then we also were honest with our kids about our mistakes. And so we didn't hide Whenever we started having marital problems, we went to the girls, explained it when they, when the time was appropriate, and whenever we told them no, we told them why. We never said because I said so. Yeah, yeah. never said it. That's a cop out. Yeah, and and really, they need to know the why. Otherwise, it's just like, well, you told me no, and you won't tell me why. I mean, I know when I was a kid, I just want to go find out why. If you can't tell me why. And so, I mean, again, we didn't do it all right, but they did turn out pretty good. But I think most of that was just relying on God to give us wisdom and some of the decisions that we made and, and trust him fully with, with them. But just knowing you guys and, and I I know you, y'all struggled a lot in your marriage, but I know that for a fact, just the way you guys are is that you talk to them about things. Mm -hmm. You never, 
you know, and I love my parents to death, but I just don't think I've ever had any type of meaningful conversation with them. And so to have those five hour talks yeah, and to answer questions and explain things, I mean, and you know, we've been able to even at Brody and Ella's young age at their at right now. I mean, we've still been able to have more meaningful conversations than I ever had. Yeah. And they're in their nine and 12. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's easy to let them go off to their own devices and not engage them at all and let them kind of just do their thing. I will give Jeff some major props here. We, we both brought different strengths into our parenting, but I remember very distinctly Jeff sitting on the living room couch with Lexi and they're watching some wildlife show and there's gruesome scenes. I'm like, babe, I can't believe you're watching this with her. And he was like, at least I'm sitting next to her explaining what's happening. And so, I mean, you have, there's levels to that. You can't just show them really horrible things and go, well, here's what happened. But I mean, a lion killing a deer, that's nature. And it's rather than better than her seeing it somewhere, it freaking her out and not knowing what's happening. And that can go on so many levels. It was a hippo. That had given birth, <laughs> seriously, that had given birth. And um, the male hippos are extremely predatorial and, or territorial. territorial. And so the mom has to hide and guard the baby because he will come and just chomp it and kill it. Wow. Yep. And uh, and that happened on a, on part of it. And I thought it was Kennedy, but maybe it was Lexi. So it was the Driftwood House. Oh, similar so, on. That was Cimarron? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, that would, yeah, that would have been Lexi. So maybe we're thinking of different instances. But could that, have been. That, oh, that could have been too. It was very much a yeah. good analogy for how you handle yeah. life. Like, That's right. So they'll hear a cuss word. Well, we need to explain what that is and why yeah. it's bad. And, and we'll have alcohol in front of them and explain what it does and wh- how to handle that right. We don't hide it from them. They've seen what it does. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them are even really that interested in drinking very mm-hmm. much. And so I, I'd like to say that we <laughs> deterred them from that for better or for worse. Yeah, we are their guinea pigs. <laughs> but they're not curious about it. We were curious about it yeah. because we didn't know what it was. And my parents drank and I didn't know about it. You it was know? taboo. Like it was taboo. It's something you don't do. And so it's something I want to do. Yep. Yeah. I think that being open and honest and being the same person all the time is essential to really allowing them to see what it looks like. What's yeah. crazy to me <clears throat> in regards to that is it is hard work to be two different people mm-hmm. or three different people right. to me. Yeah. Like you got to, you got to get, pre- I got to get prepared and put my game face on. When I was like gambling and hiding things and living a double life, it was so hard. And I don't, I don't get why people have to do that. I mean, yeah. I guess they want to sacrifice their own for, for societal praise, I guess. It's worth the sacrifice. Most people do it because that's what they know. That's what they've, that's true. They grew up with. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a good point. But I think it's like, that's one thing we've been, we've started to do is they're getting older. I mean, they're almost 13 and nine. And so kind of explaining to them, if we get into an argument or something like that, we, I, I feel like we can say, well, I, I didn't communicate very well, or I didn't, you know, just to kind of be somewhat transparent. We don't tell them everything, but just to give them the baseline of understanding, because that's the biggest thing is expectations and communication in marriage. And so if we can start revealing that a little bit to them practically, what that looks like, I think it. Well, and how much can you teach them by being humble and confessing? I mean, when you go and say, you know, I was wrong here and I want you to know we're good. I made a mistake that helps them own what they've done wrong and realize what forgiveness looks like. And one of the lines we've always said is if you end up fighting in front of them, make sure you forgive in front of them. You make up in front of them because then they go to bed fearful that something's going on with mom and dad and don't hide that you're fighting. Don't like drag them in the room to fight in front of them, but don't, I mean, we know so many people who never saw their parents fight. So they thought the first fight they had in marriage that they must not be meant to be together. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sorry, Sam, our, we fought in front, of, in front of our kids a lot. Yeah. You know, something else I was just thinking about is, I mean, I'm very proud of all three of my girls and four of my girls. And uh, <laughs> um, they took on adulthood with a lot of confidence. And 
I wonder how much of it, <clears throat> if if they grew up with a, a a parent team that was like because we said so and had all these rules and didn't explain anything, they don't the confidence that they would develop would be limited. Whereas if I go to Sam, which sucked, this was a byproduct. I go to Sam or Lexi. Sam was a is still a good litigator and arguer. I go to Sam and apologize that I was wrong. She gets to keep that. And so when we have an argument again, I better be on my game or she's going to prove me wrong again. <laughs> but that gives her some, hey, yeah, I've outsmarted my dad. That gives her some confidence getting into adulthood, right? Getting yeah. into the real world that yeah. if, if I can handle my parents' argument, not, not us arguing, but Sam and I or Lisa and Sam argue, debating, arguing, then I wonder how much that really helps. So I, I've never really thought of it to be that way, but I think that's a pretty good argument yeah yeah i think that the school that they went to um prepared that's them a true lot too. for that yeah, too. that's true yeah. i think one thing that we try to do as well is um you know when we grew up it was you believe in god and we trust god but it wasn't really tangible maybe it was i have a terrible memory um but i think it's really important to like we we talk about our marriage with our kids and how that was a miracle. Like God saved our marriage. It should not have worked out. If it was up to us, we wouldn't be married. And so explaining to them that that was a miracle. Um, we were at, you know, the, the tagline (laughs) that everyone says is I, I wanted Brian to die and now he's my best friend and I can't imagine my life without him. And only God can turn that tide, um, to be, I mean, it's a completely different story now. And so, um, with our kids, we really like during COVID, I think I've mentioned this before, but Ella was a, was a recluse. She, um, didn't come out of her room. She, we, she wouldn't talk to us. We were worried about her. We had no idea what she was thinking. And so, um, again, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but we fasted. Um, that's the first fast I've ever done and really were intentional about four like four or five points. I haven't written them down, but, um, it, one was about her. One was about finances. I can't, I can't remember them right off the top of my head, but we were so intentional with her. And, um, I heard the other day that there's some things that can't change unless you fast. Is that true? I don't know where I got that, but anyway, um, I just (laughs) felt like, it wasn't working. Like we were praying, we were trying to get her to come out of her shell. We were trying, we were just so worried. We had no idea what was going on in her little brain. Yeah. We were thinking, man, we got to get her professional help. Wow. Yeah. Counseling. Cause she wouldn't talk to anyone. And, um, I remember we got her the Harry Potter series. Cause I had, I don't know why I waited till she was 12 for, to allow her to, to read them. And it was like April of COVID and, um, we ordered, her the entire seven book series and she read them all in a month because oh she did not leave her room. Gosh, I mean yeah. that's how bad it was. Those and, are huge books, aren't yeah, they? She's yeah. a reader. Thank goodness, I don't know where she came but from. But we never saw her. Like she would, <clears throat> she hate it. It was almost like she hated being around people. Yeah. So anyway, fast forward, and now she's heavily involved in um, the worship team and um, God. We didn't even pray about this, which would have been awesome, but. Um, there's an amazing mentor in her life, Cassidy, who's just phenomenal. And just to see her flourish, but to explain to her, like, this doesn't happen by chance. This is God's blessing over your life mm-hmm. and really encourage her in that. So, cause she started out with our story and understanding how God did a miracle in our lives. But now we're showing her that this is yours. Like God gave you this. And so, um, when we walk out confidence, it's confidence in what God has provided for us. Um, and I think that that's really unique and special because we need those markers of remembrance as we grow up to go, these are the things God did in my life. Um, so it's actually super cool because it has just been um, blessings far beyond anything that we can even imagine because we are not musical at all. We don't have a musical <laughs> bone in our body, body. And so for her to thrive and love this and play three instruments and here comes drums because why not? You know, I mean, she's just trying everything and we're like, knock yourself out. Well, that's one of the other things that you, and you almost said it was that when God, when your kids can see the redeeming power of God in your marriage, they, they start to believe that he can do anything. Marriages are redeemed. Um, the kids can see, yes, I can trust God here because I, I saw it happen in my parents. 
even if it didn't work out, it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it now? Like I still have to, I'm still influencing my kids. Even if my marriage didn't make it, it's like, I still have to be, um, like teach my kids what God is doing in my life, even when things, because there's situations that just happen. And so regardless of the situation we're in, our kids are looking at us to really tangibly explain how God is working in and through our lives instead of just going, yeah, we go to church and we believe in God. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, that does not build faith in our children. I think it, you know, the, the correlation between your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with your kids is a lot similar in the fact that this marriage will never work if I don't trust God with Alyssa. Same thing mm-hmm. with our kids. Like yeah. if we try to helicopter yep. parent them and try to control them and push them in, in certain directions, we feel like they should go, then they're usually going to rebel against that. And then you're, you're going to damage the relationship and the process. But man, I think it was just, you know, giving that to God and being like, man, I don't know what's going on here, but I trust you, Jesus, mm-hmm. with her. And I pray that you, you, whatever's going on in that little head, just, mm-hmm. re, you just help her. Show, yeah. show her who she is. That was my prayer. God, I want Ella to see who she is in you. Yeah. And then for Brian to now go, this is my prayer. This is what I prayed prayed to God for you and then to see God answer that it was like he can go to Ella and say this is this is exactly how this played out and so it's been a cool a cool journey and something that I can't if it happened I don't remember but being so um, in tune with the way God was working at such a young age mm-hmm. well I think you, sorry were you gonna say something you're the one that opened up this Pandora's box. And so I'm going to jump on my soapbox if that's okay. No, I'm good. I just kind of felt like we jumped in <laughs> no, on how it. we parent when we were asking y'all how no, y'all parented how no, I think it's a ours haven't turned out yet. So no, they're, they're doing great. You're doing good. No, one of the biggest things that frustrates me is the, the, like you said, helicopter parent. And in this, um, participation ribbon, these kids are, what do they call them? Um, the, the bubble wrap generation, like they, they can't fall and get hurt. And so the, let your kids fail, let them learn while they're still under your roof, what it's like to fall so that they can learn how powerful it is to get back up again. Mm-hmm. And so it, I just, I get so tired of parents who are like, um, my kid's not getting acknowledgement on this sports team. And so I'm going to move them to another sports team. Cause your kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> let the other kids beat them up so that he'll get stronger. Yeah. Or I'm going to change schools because this school's too hard. Or I'm going to go complain to my kid's teacher who has 8,000 kids in his room. And the the teacher's just getting paid crap and has to go home and still work. And all she hears is that she's doing a bad job. How about ask your kid what they're doing to step up their game? Hold their feet to the fire. Let them fail. If you don't, they're going to go in this world and they're going to be weenies. And they're going to go to their boss and go, it's, it's too hard. And so they're going to go to the government and get a check. So that's really extreme. But... <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I mean, it can happen, right? And just then they so. will go to jail. Then they will end up in prison and we're paying for it. <laughs> well, it kind of something on my soapbox is this, the, I think it is this generation and I think it's the parents that are trying to be their kid's best friend oh, and it drives me bonkers. We are not here to be our kid's best friends. Um, we're here to parent them and teach them hard lessons. And so I think that that is a huge disservice that we're doing um, for our kids. Is- well, and I think I, I only raised girls, but the girls that I raised, had I tried to be their best friend, they would have pushed back against that. And instead I was their authority. And now we're really close friends. Yeah. That's and how that's it's supposed the to goal, be. Right. Yeah. right. But I don't want to be friends with a 12 year old. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and why, I, go ahead. I was just going to make a snide comment that I benefited from that. So I was just the friend the whole time. Because you, <laughs> you had were. to be the enemy. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And now they hate you. I was the enabler. <laughs> yeah. they hate me. Not really. He's still now the I good guy. He's still the good away. guy. <laughs> uh, no, I, but I think one thing we really need to be transparent on is, is the, um, the order that things go. Your kids are not above your husband. It should be God first, then your spouse, then your kids, then your job. Then extended, fan- well, okay, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that part, but maybe um, golf, everything. Uh, 
But I think it's really important that we, and we need to model that. I mean, um, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight you, but I mean, every morning Brian gets up and reads his Bible in the morning, usually before any of us are up. And that's one thing I said today is there's things that he does that I don't even realize. Brian wakes God up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gets up early. But sometimes every once in a while, Brody will get up and see Brian Mm. doing that. And it's like, yes, that is that it's just the heart of what I Mm. want our family to be. And so God first spouse and then kids. What is it that Joe says about your kids are loved more than they can possibly imagine, but the world does not revolve around them. Such a hard, good nugget. I'm guilty. There's times I'm like, the girls actually want to stay up and chat with me. So I'm going to chat with them and there's built resentment and fights that we end up having. And, but Ultimately, we'll tell the kids it's date night. Sorry, it's happened really recently where they were all in town and we're like, it's date night. And we came home from date and they were all at our house. And he's like, really? What the hell? <laughs> we're going to go in the room and uh, put together a puzzle. And I'll make sure they never come back. <laughs> Close your door. <laughs> That's good. Oh, but we all had to talk about it. The kids understood it. They're like, yeah. next time, mom, just tell us it's date night. I was not clear because I wanted to include them. I didn't want to tell them and hurt their feelings. I wanted them to be over and I forgot Jeff's feelings in the process. And so we had a d- discussion about it and it's, it's not always easy, but we're working on it. And that, uh, and on the guy's side, if, if that's how it is, where the mother is wanting to be with the kids, that is a hard ask for a guy to have his wife consistently say no to the kids for him. Yeah. So there needs to be grace on the guy's side that, you know, sometimes she's going to choose the kids and you know what, that's life and we get to move on. We don't need to have a pity party for the once or twice out of five times. And and whatever that balance is, is what I'm saying. It just needs to be both sides. It can't just be the guy yeah. constantly saying, hey, it's me first. Right, right. And that that's actually a good attitude, right, for me to say something like that anyways. <laughs> I was going to go back, uh, make a comment that Alyssa said earlier about, I guess we'll shift gears. I don't know. I'm going to shift gears. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> where she had said that, you know, the, the tagline was that she wanted – Brian to die and now he's her best friend and she can't imagine life without him and only God can do that. And that's, that's true. But I want, I really want to challenge everybody that's listening and even us for that we have to make those decisions for God to be able to allow that to happen. Absolutely. You know, we can't just sit there and say, God change me and then just keep doing the same thing over and over that we've been doing. And it's sort of, I guess just from what Joe talked about tonight with a thousand little choices, you know, making those right decisions each and every time, the little right decision, the little right decision and just build on it. It's, it's a recurring theme lately. It seems like it's like, you know, you know, we had a bunch of guys come over for men's group and then like, um, you know, this is great guys that you come to this set, you know, one Saturday out of every month, but if you come here and you listen and you talk about all these things, but then you just go home and you act like a jack wagon when you get there, like, what's the point? It's these decisions that you've like, to your point, it's like, you've got to do something about it. God will lead you if you allow him, but you've got to do the work. You've got to put it in. I mean, it's just like working out. Like if you don't work your, if you don't work out every, you know, on a regular basis, your muscles atrophy. Yep. And if you're not working on your marriage, your marriage at atrophies. Mm. And it's just like any aspect of life, you can't just expect God to show up and do everything for you. And I just want to shake people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thump them in the head. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's not a, he's not a vending machine. It's not like I want to change <laughs> this, this, and this. Yeah, Give me good. this because that's what people do. Their prayers are just filled with the I wants and God, in order to see God move, move, we have to walk in obedience, which means doing things that we don't want to do, knowing it's the right thing to do and not, I just am so tired of people, you know, manipulating situations for their gain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I could just drag my husband to this, if I can do this, if I can buy him this book, if I can, 
oh, all the things. And it's like, that is not what God wants us to do because what God showed me is I had to let go completely. I had to stop trying to control Brian and let go in order for God to move. Therefore, I could not take any credit, but it took us what, how many years? A billion to get there. Um, And then it was like, God's called me to walk in obedience Mm -hmm. and I have to let go of everything else. It's kind of like in my, in my struggle with pornography and years with gambling. I know one of my prayer was prayers was God, why can't you just take this Mm. from me? Like, Mm. why can't you just, why can't you just take this so that I don't struggle with it anymore? And he's like, Brian, I've given you everything you need to overcome this, but I'm not going to do it for you. You've got to decide. Yep. And that's, that's a powerful thing. And, and we had arguments, Lisa and I had arguments over that for gambling. Like, no, God can take this away. And I'm like, I, he's, I don't think he can take it away. He can. Oh, he's no, not no. going to. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a good point. Right. He has the absolute power to do so, but that's not why we're put on this earth. I mean, we're not yeah. robots. What would we learn? Yeah, exactly. If he, if he just said, okay, you're not addicted. What to would we be if anymore? God was a helicopter, helicopter? Coptering parent. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be in jail. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, we did a full circle at Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about Alyssa's analogy with like God's a vending machine and too many of us try and reach up and steal the candy. <laughs> our arm gets stuck. Oh, and dear. then we get pissed get, that our arm's stuck <laughs> in the vending <laughs> machine. We're rocking it back and forth. <laughs> yeah, That's it's good. it is interesting how people try to manipulate a situation. I'm not all into that mind games and all that, but it's just I'm like something screwy when you're trying to manipulate God situations to work in your favor and then go, okay, God work. It's like, what is happening? I'm not going to chase this rabbit, but I just want to throw this out there for all the moms and dads that I'm seriously struggling this summer with not entertaining my kid. Cause it's not my job to entertain my kid, but keeping them off electronics this summer is killing me. Like I'm, I guess he could go to work with Brian, but at the same time, then it's like, I, it's just, uh, he's just anyway. going to be in electronics up there. I know. So anyway, just for you mamas and dads, I get it. And I'm struggling mm. so hard to, because it, the problem is with these kids in this summer is that if they're not on electronics, then it's on me to, even if I'm like, go play five minutes later, he's like, I'm done playing. I'm like, no, you're not go back. I mean, it's still work. No matter what that aspect is, it's still work for the parents in those situations. And so I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. And I have mom guilt so bad because, um, I want him to have a good summer. I don't know. We can send him to meal. She, we could do that. No, that, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to struggling solve it. Being to. a being a parent in summertime, yeah. it's it's rotten. Because I know a lot of age. I know a lot of fa- you know parents work, and so it's and the thing is, if you get them involved in stuff, one, it's expensive. Like I looked at T Bar M, it's three hundred and ten dollars, and it's from eight thirty to four thirty, and then you got to have somebody pick them up at eight thirty and four thirty, and then you have to pack their lunch, and then it's theme days, and then it's I mean, it's just so much that. It's a struggle. It's it really is a struggle. So anyway, all that to say is I hear you, I feel you, and it's it's something I've actually wanted to organize. Um, here's me spinning off on my ideas, but I feel like if we could have, say, you have five moms, um, and our boys are in the same class. Say we rotate days, and so one day I take the kids somewhere and do something fun with them, and then the next day, you know, so you only have your kid. I think that's a great idea. It it is a great idea, but you got to get other moms to be willing to do that because what happens is you're like, let's do that. (laughs) And then you get five kids at your house and then nobody returns the favor. Mm. Oh gosh. That is true. No, you got to all agree that that's the plan. Yeah. It's just had some. Or our friendship is over. Yeah. Don't be that person. No. Sorry. Got off on a rabbit trail. He can't go (laughs) to to kids camp yet, but he's. He's too young. Dude, so. he needs to get a job. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are we solved. talking about here? Yeah. Pizza Hut. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is if he, if other kids played outside, he'd have friends to go play with, but they all do that. Mm. Well, and we went to Balmeray today and just for a day trip and Balmeray is a, is a state park and it's a spring fed. It's a water pool. hole. Yeah. It's awesome. And 
so the water has I was about to say bugs. It has fish in it and <laughs> it has bugs algae too. and all the things. It's like, you know, what do you call it? It's like a lake. He right? should come hang out with Jeff. Jeff's here all week. Yeah, you could put him to work on boxes. Um, but anyway. Drive around with me for sure. We, we uh, listen to music and talk. <laughs> yeah. All the he things load, he would learn. <laughs> he could load boxes. Road Rage 101. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah you, there is a liability form I'm going to have to be signed. Yeah. release. Yeah. So, Earmuffs. <laughs> so they got to be boys. They just got to oh, run around and awesome. chase lizards. And there was a canal and there was a huge... Um, snapping turtle in there and um, thankfully they weren't allowed to get in there and it's just a cool atmosphere they they tried to catch minnows for about two hours wow and there were catfish and they were trying to swim down and catch a cat i mean it's just awesome and so i just want more of that i want more of that being a boy and being outdoors and but at the same time it cost me two hours to get i mean it's four hours round trip it's like it's no no cost really to get in but it's just um, and I went about to get in that water. It was so cold. <laughs> oh my stars! But it was good. good That's for them. Fun. What was it cold about the snapping therapy. turtle? They'll, they won't let them get in with the snapping. Oh, it was turtle. in the canal, <laughs> so you can't get in the canal. Oh, okay. And but I'm praise Jesus they couldn't get in because they would and they would have gotten bit in the butt Lost by a turtle. <laughs> well, yeah. that thing, that snapping turtle, that'll take flesh with it. They're huge. Yeah, it's Although, crazy. Yeah, I mean. They told me that's the name of the turtle, and I was going with it. So I oh, okay. think it was. I got pictures anyway. Did it have red red on its sides, on its temples? Didn't look that close. <laughs> I don't know. It was like this big though. It was big. You don't come around those if they do. So I mean, that thing will take your finger. Mm. Anyway. anyway, took D's finger. That's what happened to D. <laughs> <laughs> Snapping turtle. They're everywhere around here. You gotta watch out. It is swamps. Mm. Uh, anyway, what else is going on? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we, um, yeah, since we last talked, it's, I mean, it's been three weeks, so we, May is just bonkers. And May Crazy is flown, flown by. Yeah, full of, we took Kennedy on her trip that we've been talking about to Tulsa. It was really fun, really fun time. Learned all kinds of really cool things about that area that we didn't know much about. And went up to Wichita for Sam's graduation. That was a really special time. Yay! Yeah, that was really cool. And we had a love and war trip this past weekend. And I think we're catching our breath for about a week and a half. And then and then what? Oh, camp. camp. Oh, yeah. I'm catching my breath for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a hiatus from everything. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Except for work. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Yeah, Fred. Uh, love and war was in Fredericksburg. It's always fun. We went to, to uh, with Kennedy, we went to a, a, a lake, but it was outside of Tulsa. And Tulsa has an unbelievable park. It's called the Gathering Place or just the Gathering? The Gathering Place, yeah. And it's a $465 million park. It's the coolest Public place. Public park. Uh, it's the coolest place. It is. I can't describe it. I mean, you can, but Golly. <laughs> that was like a, that was, that was not even a burp. It didn't come out no, it just no. was in my mouth. That's what they they had me. those at the park. Yeah. I mean, they had so many things <laughs> that rattled my teeth. <laughs> Sam probably didn't hear it. We just all hear it. This low roar slowly came up. Holly. <laughs> uh, by the way, Sam's in the room taking some media shots for us. Yeah. So if we keep referring to Sam, that's why. Had a, uh, I don't know, maybe two dozen installations of various slides or monkey bars or. Oh, the climbing apparatus. If there weren't 8 million kids, I would have climbed on them. The agriculture, so cool. the agriculture, what do you call it? Agriculture? Just all the flowers. What? Architecture. Agriculture. <laughs> but both. It was both. <laughs> it's pronounced thermometer. <laughs> uh, the the agriculture, the flowers and. <laughs> Did you say horticulture? I thought she said no. agriculture. What's horticulture? That's flowers. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that is flowers. Yeah, the horticulture was amazing. <laughs> I'm so confused. There were pretty flowers and there was ladders oh everywhere. Yeah. And a crap load of kids. And a load of kids. But the, honestly, the cool thing is it was $465 million this park cost to build. And the city of Tulsa paid $22 million. That's wow. incredible. So they had so many people donate. 
various There's a ton time. of architects in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And so every structure was really cool and unique. And some of them you could climb forever and not get all the way to the other end. It's really cool. I mean, they had slides that had to be 30 feet tall. Twist slides, tube slides, just all the way down. You, like if, you're on, if you're listening, yeah. If you're listening, get on and do the Gathering Place Park in Tulsa and yeah. look at it. It is insane. It's an amusement park without... Um, not pneumatic. What would you call a roller coaster? They don't operate on air. Some of them do, but without, you know, a non-powered amusement park is what it was. We need to get them to sponsor us since we're going to be sending so many people there. Right. right. No, but there was like some throwback slides that, and it was hot and sticky that day. And I was like, like metal, like old school metal. (laughs) Oh, you would. Yeah. Like you burn your hiney. I would have lost flesh big time. It was terrible. But we got some of those little electric scooters that you hop on and pay with your app, and we zipped down the river all the way to the park. It was so much fun. That's very deliberate built area of Tulsa, and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But you're a planner, right? So you planned all the things on your trip? I balanced it for this one. I love to plan all the things, but I tried to not do it so overly. But it was funny because it was like one thing after another on this trip that I planned and we couldn't do. And that happened with Sam's Sweet 16 trip, too, because we took out, we didn't account for the fact that it'd be snowing in March in Chicago. And so we had Segway tours set up. Oh, (laughs) man. (laughs) That would have been cold. (laughs) And it was ice out, obviously. And then with Kennedy's trip, we didn't realize that the lake was like a a second fullest of all time. And so there's debris everywhere. So we couldn't jet ski and we couldn't, um, couldn't even go out parasailing. So there's a lot of things I had planned that we couldn't do. So I just kept on going, you know what, whatever, whatever, whatever. So we just kind of followed. One of the trip fun advisor. things is we rented a rented these uh, powered bikes, power oh, assisted so bikes. Yeah. So they're not motorized, but they have a little motor in them. <laughs> 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 they're not, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not self-propelled. They're pedal assisted. They're assisted. Yeah, yeah they're pedal assisted <laughs> motors. <laughs> I got a list of going. But I tell you what, um, I tell you what, I tell you what, uh, going up a hill, Uh, that non-motor kicked in, we had it be right on up. We had a prevailing south wind (laughs) (laughs) that once we turned around, we were going dead into, and you're pedaling up a good eight degree grade. And and you're just in the lowest gear, and you're just cruising along. It was the coolest it was, thing. It was almost like you were just basically going flat. So you were putting yeah. work in, but it didn't feel like you were climbing right. a hill. It was there fun. Was a lot of resistance. <laughs> you're so funny. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was what did I say part. this weekend? You know, it wasn't like levitating or anything but i was like i was floating I was, there so what do you call like that? i wasn't like floating but i was like but my, my feet, feet were, were off the ground, the ground. <laughs> what do you call that then you're like yeah. what do you call that uh that I'd would be, be floating <laughs> pretty much floating oh, <laughs> oh mercy oh. you miss well i need to think more before i start talking oh my gosh no, you've been don't. saying that for 25 years <laughs> no you don't that's what makes it beautiful I was thinking more fact checks in there first. That's yeah. what I'd go with. That's what we need. Because everything he says, I'm like, oh, really? That's a agriculture, huh? Yeah. Yeah. When he said, <laughs> what did you say? Just now you said an 8% grade. Is that what you yeah. said? I was waiting for like 90. Like 90? I thought you were going to go. Well, like it was straight up and down. <laughs> That's where I was thinking you were going. It was yeah. so easy on those bikes. <laughs> 90% great. <laughs> Felt like nothing. Both ways. <laughs> yeah. In the snow. <sighs> All right. So, well, summer off. Yeah. So, we won't see you guys till August. That's going to suck. <laughs> no, we'll actually be able to hang out and uh, right. not do a pa- podcast. Yeah. Which uh, you I'm, can admit has been fun. It has been fun. It's not really much different. No. Mm-mm. No. We just capture it, which was the whole, that's how we that's first came point. up with doing a podcast. Like we should just start recording this gold. Yeah. <laughs> this or so we shenanigans. Say gold. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been, it's been a good season and uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Hopefully next fall. Yeah. So here's our ask from our listeners. We want to know 
I would love to hear stories. So if we get some stories that come in, we could do a, an episode sheerly on like what other people have written in about or even called me or told us face to face. And we can do a whole episode about that. Um, but also what haven't we talked about? There's, we still have a list we want to get through, but we're going to do some planning over the summer. So we'd love for you to give us some input and feedback and let us know what you want us to talk further about. There are some episodes I think we're going to dig back into because we've learned a lot from them since then. And, um, in the meantime, we hope you guys will go back, listen to some of your favorites and share us on your social media so that while we're not recording and posting, we're still growing in and visibility so people will be ready to tune in when we're back in the fall that sound fair that's great sounds good so go to um our instagram account which is what babe marriage um at unfiltered hashtag (laughs) hashtag marriage unfiltered (laughs) dot com underscore dot dot org i honestly what is our instagram would be at marriage unfiltered no. Can we yeah. work on a new tagline? Marriage what? Unfiltered. Yes, I want to do that over the summer too. Yeah. Marriage What's Unfiltered podcast. That's new all. tagline. What? Mm-hmm. what are you talking about? So when we do the There's Welcome no, to the Marriage. It's oh. just the letters. Marriage Unfiltered podcast is what Instagram is. There's no ad or dot com or anything. Dot com. Dot <laughs> com. <laughs> or none of them dot com Dang. except for the internet. That's AOL. <laughs> you guys are listening to this and you guys are like, this guy's just faking you yeah i i truly do not know and, I, th- I, and think I don't care we to make know. fun of our parents this is where <laughs> you're headed right. babe well, i don't fine. know anything about tiktok so there's that yeah. i think we all uh, need to give lisa a round of applause for this season because she is uh worked tenfold times more than any oh of way us more have. than tenfold hundredfold yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you whose turn is it next season Alyssa's. Alyssa's <laughs> <laughs> throwing her under the bus. Because <laughs> you can't leave it in Jeff and I. Oh, hands. my gosh. We just leave everything. Yeah. I think we'll put Sam in, front, in charge of our social media. She'll do great at that. Oh, that sweet. That would be one yeah. last That'd be You're cool. going to be here. That's fantastic. Yeah. And maybe we'll get a sponsor and we can give that money to Bradley to edit. Oh. Is he good? He's, He's a, he edits, right? He's going to be busy with his I have a feeling that That's Sam true. and uh, Bradley are going to be guest. Uh, yeah, guests we'll get on them the on podcast. soon. Yeah. Yeah. .com. dot com dot org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love You've you got guys. Mail. Have a great summer, and we'll uh, see you in the fall, if not over the summer um, and the spontaneous weeks that we decide to post. Yeah, and happy <laughs> summer. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. She sees pizza and. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's like audio equipment be damned. You know those movies where (laughs) the old timey movies where something they run through a door and you just see their outline. Help me! Oh my gosh, it is so hot. I really they're they're sitting here talking about working out and eating healthy and And fasting. And I'm gonna quit. So y'all go ahead. She's like, I'm just sitting here waiting on my pizza. (laughs) 